bitch is bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erin. And I'm Erica. And it's misogynist of the week time. God, I'm so ready to just like get mad. But like more mad. Yeah, than the underlying just this buzz of rage. Yeah. Okay. Simmering rage all the time. Pretty much. Yep. That's cool. Very cool. Very cool. Yep. Anyway, um, misogynist of the week. We pick misogynists. And uh, tell you why they suck. And um, so our misogynists of the week this week are the swing vote senators in the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation hearing. As of this recording, the full Senate vote has not gone forward. Um, We've just passed a cloture vote on Friday, which means that the... uh, the nomination got out of the Senate. Uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee was then put to a cloture vote, which means that the Senate votes that okay, yeah, we can vote on this thing as a real nomination. It's a whole procedural thing that I think is ridiculous. But yeah. here we are. But here we are. It's a vote to vote on a thing. Dumb. Yeah. Anyway, to catch you up, in case you weren't uh, glued to the internet on Friday. Republican Senators Susan Collins of Maine and Jeff Flake of Arizona and Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia implied their intentions to confirm Judge Brett Kavanaugh all but ensuring that Trump's pick will sit on the Supreme Court despite Christine Blasey Ford's testimony that he pinned her to a bed and tried to rape her when they were both in high school. The confirmation process stalled after last-minute accusations of sexual misconduct, which he angrily denied before the Senate committee last week, uh, with many GOP senators, including Flake, said that the results of an additional FBI probe into the allegations did not give any more corroboration of the claims. Democrats argued that the investigation was not thorough enough. If the GOP confirms the 53-year-old Kavanaugh to a lifetime position on the court, it will likely lock down a conservative majority on the U.S. court for decades, which means that a number of the things that we as you know, center left candidates value could be at stake, including the right to choose, including gay marriage, gay rights, um, any sort of immigration situation. Um, and that's kind of shitty. Um, but you know, like I said, the cloture vote just went through, which means that, and Susan Collins, Jeff Flake and Joe Manchin all voted in favor of putting the, the nomination to the full Senate at this point, it does not mean that they will vote to confirm him, despite the fact that, however, Susan Collins did say that she would vote to confirm Brett Kavanaugh, and I believe Jeff Flake also um, signaled that. I, it's not, I don't believe Joe Manchin said that he would vote to confirm him, so, I mean, fingers crossed at this point. But, um, yeah, this is some uh, some fuckery. Um, and especially from fucking Joe Manchin. We didn't see that one coming. Oh, I mean, Joe Manchin is the worst. Um, but, uh, this group of senators of swing vote senators was actually five, um, because you had, uh, Lisa Murkowski from Alaska who said that she was not, who voted 
against cloture, which means she was very likely also going to evoke against him in the nomination or right. in the actual nomination vote. Right. Um, and then you've also got the Democratic senator from Indiana, Iowa. There are five of them? I always thought there were four. Uh, it is... Sorry, the Democratic senator from North Dakota, Heidi Heitkamp. Oh, she okay. also said that she would not be voting for him, but she does come from a state that Trump won who is very kind of conservative. Right. Um, but she felt confident enough um, in her in her upcoming race that she could outwardly say that she wasn't going to vote for him. So right. good for her. Yeah. So she showed some courage is what you're huh, saying. Really funny. Hmm. Um, and, you know, Lisa Murkowski was famously one of the senators who voted against the ACA repeal last summer. Mm. Um, but she kind of doesn't isn't beholden to the party in this in the Republican Party the same way that some of these other senators are. Yeah. Apparently there's a different sort of political calculation in Alaska. Well, it's because. Uh, Murkowski won on a write-in. She was a write-in candidate, so the GOP had a different uh, senatorial candidate for in Alaska um, that the GOP was sending money to, and Alaskans were like, fuck that guy, and wrote her name in. No way! Yeah. What? Yeah. I love the civil so she, disobedience. So she owes them nothing. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I like it. I I'm I'm just gonna take a, a minute to soak that in. <laughs> Let it wash over you. Yeah, because I need that. I need that. She's like, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but meanwhile, you know, Joe Manchin is a fucking coward. Uh West Virginia obviously is pretty conservative. It's pretty red. But uh whole country. He is uh I wouldn't even call him a centrist Democrat. He's a right of center Democrat for sure. He might as well be a Republican. He, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think he's like the only uh, Democratic senator who still, who is against choice, who is anti choice. I'm pretty sure. Not 100% sure, pretty sure. Yeah. So, I mean, that tells you a lot about him. Then why is he a Democrat? Uh, you know, I, I ask this question all the time and I, I, it, I mean, not to people in my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just so we're clear. So like, I got like, hey, Joe, question for you. Um, yeah, I don't know because I think it's because, you know, the Republican Party is just so very specifically has a set of values that maybe he doesn't align with all of the like values and the ones that he doesn't align with. Those are the breaking points. And then he still wants to be a politician. So what are you going to do? I oh, guess I'll run for as a Democrat. You should run as an independent. Really. You should run as a fuck off. The fuck off party. I could see that <laughs> where, where all the, all the bodies are buried. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah. Um, in our episode this week, we talked a little bit about um, white women and, you know, people, women in general kind of supporting 
directly or indirectly the patriarchy and misogyny. And I think this is definitely an example of that. And it's a very blatant, explicit example. Yeah, we, we can, can, we are complicit in our own oppression, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is not just white women. This is all women. We are definitely complicit. And, you know, we think that if we speak out, we're going to be shunned by men, which would make us unmarriageable, un, like, unpromotable, um, all of those things mm-hmm. that, we're, that we're told to aspire to. Yeah, and I think that um, Susan Collins, you know, I, I mean, we want to say that we, we had high hopes for her and that she let us down, but did she let us down? I didn't have high hopes for her. I really didn't. I was like, she's going to, yeah. When pe- but I, I wanted I, to be hopeful. Yeah, I, I was, I was surprised hopeful. but not shocked, but, I think is my... But the idea that these these are moderate Republicans to me is crazy pants. Anybody who's not rah 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 Trump is now a moderate. Like that that's where we've gone to. And since like the CNNs and the uh, NBCs, CBSs, ABC News, all those you know, all those mainstream media outlets have basically convinced us. That the that especially Collins and Flake are some sort of like reasonable Republicans, and they're not. They're not. I feel like we got played, and we played ourselves. Mm. That's my point. Yeah. So, and I think that like the whole you know Jeff Flake being the Senate Judiciary Committee and saying, you know what, I will vote yes to take this nomination out of committee if we have an FBI investigation was just a fucking excuse for them to be like, Oh, like the FBI is going to like ask some people some questions and then we can reassure ourselves that we're doing the right thing. Yeah. It's just an exercise of covering your ass. I mean, he made this whole thing on the Senate floor about how he wants, uh, you know what? This is, I gotta say, this is some stealth shit. Um, so so he got confronted by the protesters, right? And he basically used that to to grandstand about this FBI investigation mm. that um that was fraught with with it was basically controlled by the White House. Mm-hmm. A one-week investigation is nothing. Um, the fact that the FBI didn't even interview the two people involved. I was like, what were they doing? Like filling out paper? Like, I don't understand. I feel like they didn't interview anybody except a couple of friends here and there just to say, oh yeah, he drank. And that was it. Yeah. Like, I feel like they didn't even investigate the true complaint. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't talk. So to this her. was a big fucking ruse, and we all got played. And this is just an another example of how the mainstream media apparently doesn't know what the fuck it's like. They cannot identify the um, when they're getting played. Like they, 
like there you i feel like there used to be a time when journalists would be like you're playing me i don't believe you or mm. whatever and would would lend more scrutiny but i felt like there was this raw 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 sort of emotional relief because oh yeah there's going to be an fbi investigation but like that was just a stall tactic and cover to make Jeff Flake and Susan Collins especially look like moderates and basically or th- reasonable or reasonable and i feel like it was just one big pr move oh absolutely and so but here we are we have this media that's like oh yeah they're totally reasonable oh yeah they are the moderate republicans oh yeah th- you know it's possible that they will vote no they were always going to vote yes mhm you know, we just, we got, you know what? Everybody is upset. We should be upset that we got played and that mainstream media outlets just led us to that place, in my opinion. But we wanted to get played at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, we didn't, I don't think that there was enough, like, I, I remember tweeting. This was my tweet. After one of Jeff Flake's myriad of of media appearances, like how much earned media did these people get out? Did Flake and Collins get out of this whole charade? Like, yeah, seriously. Yeah. So I remember after the like ninth appearance this guy did in a week or whatever, I I tweeted, huh, that's a lot of airtime to vote no. That's why I said Susan Collins's 45 minute fucking diatribe was just like fucking self-flagellation. Just like, okay. Honestly, all you have to do is like in five minutes, we didn't need you to give a play by play of the entire thing. We all lived through it. And I don't like, and you know, maybe it's cause she's old, but I was like, her voice just irritated me because it sounded like, it sounded so feeble that I was just like, really? Why? I couldn't get through it. I lasted. It was a 45-minute speech or whatever. I'm impressed I lasted as long as I did. Eight, <laughs> at 18 minutes, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I really can't. Because then it was just trotting out basically Lindsey Graham's points. That's what she did. Yeah. That was the speech. Yep. And I'm like, well, then why did we go through all this? Like the emotional roller coaster that the entire it's not only like like the US women all over the world went through this emotional roller coaster that Jeff Flake and Susan uh, Collins took us on less Joe Manchin because mm-hmm. he was like the dark horse of death and despair <laughs> and I and dystopia. And so like I, I'm, I'm just like we should feel betrayed of that. Yeah. But we wanted the hope and I understand that and they played us. And it makes me it really makes me wonder what kind of game this is cuz it's all a game yeah. to them. So, what kind of game, especially media game, cynical media game are the Republicans playing? And what is it that we don't understand about it? And that's scary to me. That concerns me. We don't Democrats, I think, try to be reasonable. Like, I think that the Republicans are just so shameless. They just are so cynical that they'll 
they just don't give a fuck whereas like democrats are like oh well like we still want to like try to be fair to everyone and da 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 and the everything like we really want everything to be sunshine and rainbows and we're not willing to like sell our souls to the devil in the same way but here's the thing democrats are so concerned about looking like they're listening to the other side because yes, they still they don't want to be called out for being like hyper partisan which is bullshit yeah that's literally your job because they think they can get votes from the other side still they still do and that no they can't the only way the democrats will continue to win is not to convince republicans because and like, sure, okay, fine. Like, I'm not going to count moderates because, like, they're going to flip flop based on which war it is. <laughs> Honestly, the economy, which like no one can really control. Yeah, they're going to go on like how they feel at the time when right. they have to vote. Right. But like, Democrats still think that they can pull Republicans over through logic and reasoning and good intentions, and that is not true. What they had to do is to get other people voting they have to right. sign new voters up right they need to start with the young people they need to start with people of color yeah and they need to work to make sure that disenfranchised people can go and vote and make sure people can get to vote so how do you think that that would change the messaging and the sort of broader you know um democratic brand if they just for left the Republicans, like leave the leave the Republic, leave the coal miners in West Virginia to Trump. You're not going to get the coal miners in West Virginia. Not all of them. I mean, I think one of the problems, too, is that Democrats look too wishy washy and they look like they are going to um, they'll run from a fight at any time. I think mm. there's that perception, too that they don't have the stomach to fight for progressive rights. And I think that that is something that is typical of very centrist democratic parties, even in Canada. Like, um, I, well, I don't even know what the NDP, the federal NDP is doing right now. No. You know, I don't, I, I really don't, I, <laughs> I, I don't even consider them for the next election. But, Mm -mm. you know, I mean, the liberals love to do that. They love to they're they're so progressive when they're campaigning and they just they just um, govern center or center right a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, this is why Chuck Schumer's too old to be in the Democratic Party. I saw the greatest tweet, by the way. It said. It said, hmm, maybe Chuck Schumer should have spent less time um, scolding Maxine Waters. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I was Uh, like, I'm here for this. And it's the truth. Like, they are so, they are so, like, interested in scolding those Democrats who appear too left. And this is why the midterms is going to be so interesting. It's not... I'm less concerned, like, I don't even know if the Democrats will take the House, to be honest, or or oh, the they, Senate. I think they will. Maybe. But this whole Kavanaugh thing apparently has has reignited this Republican base and those 53% of white women who decide that they're going to vote against their female interests. 
Um, yeah, but I don't think that's going to sustain for four weeks. Fair enough. Whereas like anger can sustain. Can for, sustain. Okay. It sustain people for almost two years. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, and you know there will be yet another incident between now and or or issue between now and um now and the midterms because they just keep coming. So, you know, the question is, like, why would you vote for a Chuck Schumer instead of, like, assuming that, let's say they were in primaries or whatever, but people in the base have spoken and have been like, no, we don't want your little centrist views. Uh, I don't disagree with that, but I don't agree with it because every race is different. Fair enough. Um, Like... It's so like when Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez won in New York, uh, people were like, oh, like that's going to be there's going to be like this big social democratic wave. And then the next race where there's a social Democrat running, they got their ass kicked mm-hmm. and people were like, oh, social Democrats are dead. Like, uh, no one wants to be on the left. Well, no, like people are going to like you can't apply the success or the result of one race or one primary to the others. Fair enough. And I think that uh, what we said in this week's episode um, about, you know, the difference in America where you vote for the person, the representative first, um, is would probably support that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Totally. Anyway, um, we're getting a bit off track. So, uh the swing state senators, Susan Collins, Jeff Flake, Joe Manchin, uh, fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them real hard. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I don't, I think that's really all I have to say about the, the whole situation. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you like, do people realize that? Okay, so Kavanaugh is going to be confirmed. Let's not bullshit. Mm. You know, I will, I will, if I'm wrong, <laughs> um, I'll say so uh, next <laughs> week. You know, don't think I am. But um, what this means is that now you have a majority conservative Supreme Court for a yeah. generation, basically. Honestly, our only hope is that someone dies. Yeah, who's not Ruth Gator, you know. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Thank you. She's in great health. She's old. Let's just hope someone else gets hit by a bus. (laughs) Like Clarence Thomas. (laughs) Someone can get hit by a fucking bus. Clarence Thomas. That wouldn't make me sad. (laughs) So what does this mean for, does that mean that I, I can't see a Roe versus Wade challenge not coming forward there are several in the pipeline that will come in the next this this session okay so in other words um we will probably like we i know i think there are 11 cases really yeah so each one of those could chip away at roe v wade yeah and then back to square one yeah so i'd like people i'd like to take this time just to say that rights aren't enshrined as much as one would think Mm -hmm. that they are fought for but the maintenance of them also requires activism 
um, because the Voting Rights Act is already partially gutted. It will be completely gutted. Um, Roe v. Wade. Don't think your don't think LGBTQ rights are enshrined either. We're all fucked. Is basically it, and it's only a matter of time before it comes up to Canada. Yeah. Although our Supreme Court is a bit different, so I think thank goodness that that's the case. Mm. But our politics, don't think our politics won't be, it's already reflected in some sort of like U.S. style populism that is homegrown. I only say U.S. style because I don't want to say that the U.S. like, you know, that it's their sort of bad behavior or something, which is what a lot of Canadians like to say. Mm. It is very much homegrown to here. And we seem to be, you know, doing the, you know, knives and gunfight thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that uplifting note, this is very depressing. I know I'm very depressed right now. Listen, elections are important. Fucking vote. In all elections. That's why we vote. All elections, all levels of government, all of them. They are all important. So follow us on the internets. You can find us on Twitter at Bad and Bitchy, on Instagram at Bad and Bitchy Pod, on Facebook slash Bad and B Podcast, and email us Bad and B Pod at gmail.com. Bye. 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 Bye.